Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of You Pet You Press Play Sports. I'm your host and sports editor, Richard Pereira. Joining me today is photo editor Estin Parker and contributing writer Kevin Garcia. Hello, hello, guys. How are we doing today? And doing great. Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, last week, last week was pretty eventful and with ups and downs included and we'll have to start off with a down unfortunately as FEU football went to Colorado Springs in Colorado on Saturday as they lost to the Air Force Falcons 31 to 7. Guys what are our thoughts on FEU's performance? I mean we just got ran over, literally. Um, I mean, Air Force only attempted, I believe it was four pass or five passes the entire game. Yeah, you're um, correct. It was <laughs> five. It was rough. Um, and Nkosi threw his first interception of the season. It was just not a. It was not a pretty game. A very forgetful game, but hopefully, learning experience for the Owls. You know, hopefully, they'll get they'll get better after this because I think I think it was a matter of it's not the FAU is a bad team they just got absolutely outplayed yeah the the defensive line just looked overmatched the front you know, the whole front seven it just it was a tough game to watch um, I think when it comes down to it though there there was at least we got some positives out of it Johnny Ford was able to get going on the ground Kosey Perry was able to get going with his rushing attack but overall, the offense really just didn't perform either. It was just a flat game all around on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and the stats proved that to be true. In the rushing game, uh, Air Force uh, mauled FAU 446-241 yards. And the passing, well, it was FAU had the slight edge, 78-70, to 70, but it didn't really say much because um, if you look at the passing, uh, Nicosi Perry was 11 for 33, while Air Force only needed five passes with two completions. But that's not, not really their game. It's actually the running game, and it worked to perfection on Saturday. And it really did FAU win. They were overwhelmed, and they just couldn't get anything going for that day. Hopefully, there is some uh, optimism uh, for next week, for Saturday on October 2nd as they return to Boca to play F in-state rivals FIU for this annual Shula Bowl. It will happen on this October 2nd at 3.30 p.m. So FAU fans, you better get in there. You gotta, we got to show FIU what we're really made of. Got to bounce back from that defeat and really give, show, show the Panthers what the Owls are made of. And what are our thoughts going into the game against FIU? Yeah, I think um, any improvement from last week would be just would be a good thing. It's just anything that we could do against FIU. I'm hoping we'll have a more of a, a bit of an injury against FIU. Longtime rivals, we played them many times. We know them well. I just want to see the offense get back on track because the offense was doing so well. And then they go into face Air Force and just got stifled. And I mean, maybe they could look at it. Last week's game is a bit of a throwaway and just kind of start fresh and 
yeah, I think um, as long as we get back on track offensively, everything should uh, should look up. Essen, what do you think? I think um, I think that we should get another victory. I mean, we've been playing extremely well against FIU the last few years. FIU has struggled a lot. Um, I, I think Central Michigan came back and beat them deep in the fourth quarter um, this past weekend. I, I think altogether, not to mention it's also at home for FAU, this should be a big bounce back week. And if there's ever a time that FAU could get a big boost, not only like in general, but for the rest of the season, this is the game for it. Um, you know, the big rivalry game and coming off of a really tough game against Air Force. I think that we're going to see a great response from FAU this weekend. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully they really come back with a win on Saturday. And moving on from football, we have FAU soccer. And starting off with men's soccer, uh, this Saturday, they, they cruised. They dominated Old Dominion with a 3-0 victory. They now have a record of 5-1-1. And, and, and before I continue, that they also played last Tuesday, and they drew with Coastal Carolina, Conference USA deputants, 1-1. So it's a good start for FU to start conference play so far. And going back on the game against Old Dominion, they had 13 to four shots at the advantage while having three players score one goal, one goal each with Philip Jock now leading the team in goals scored with four. So, Eston, what are your thoughts on FU men's soccer major improvement as conference play goes on? I think it's really exciting to see how the goals are being spread out amongst the different players. Um, I mean, we came into the season with high expectations for Mikolenko, who, granted, got started off to a really hot start. I believe he has four goals as of right now. Yes, three. Um, a moment. Okay. Philip Jock so, leads the team with four goals, while Mikolenko has three. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we're seeing the goals being spread out. Jock with four, as you mentioned, and Mikolenko with three. Um, Alad two. Jose Alad yes. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. He, he has three goals on the season, um, and we're seeing really consistent play from this team. They're in great form, and they also have, when you watch them play, they, they command the field very well. Um, they really don't back down from their opposition, and even when they are down in a deficit, as we saw against Florida Gulf Coast a couple of weeks ago, they're never out of a game. Um, so this is a really fun and exciting team to watch. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with that. One of my expectations for the team uh, before the season started was how are they going to improve their offense since it wasn't th that great. It was like above, slightly above average. Now they're pretty much blowing the number of goals they scored in last season out of the water. And they're basically scoring twice as many goals as they did in last year. So it's pretty clear that they were focusing on improving their offense and it's working, working at, like, at a great level. And I'd like for them to keep it up. Their next game will be tomorrow. Well, at the time of this recording, it will be on Tuesday at 6 p.m. at home against Jacksonville. After Jacksonville, they will head to Columbia, South Carolina to go against the South Carolina Gamecocks on October 3rd at 7 p.m. So, and Estee will be covering that. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> 
uh, moving on to women's soccer, we had a draw uh, on the road against the Charlotte 49ers, a 1-1 draw. And it was a solid defensive performance for the most part. Charlotte had 15 shots, seven on target, and FAU had six shots to three on target. But uh, FAU was able to have six saves to Charlotte's two, showing that they were able to hold it down on the defensive end despite conceding a goal. Uh, Esten, what are your thoughts on uh, FAU women's soccer continuing to draw games against Charlotte? I think you're, you're starting to see a lot more of a, um, well, I mean, we've been seeing this pattern this is their sixth overtime game of the season. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty much in, <laughs> overtime obsessed. Yeah, um, and they've been they've been holding on. Obviously, I mean, this is their fourth draw, draw of the season. Um, and credit to them for not losing those close games because I know that would make it much tougher. But it's almost a this is cliche, but it's right in the middle because you're happy that they didn't lose, that they're not losing these games, but at the same time, they're so close to getting those big victories where it's almost a, uh, it's not even, like, I'm not even sure how to fully feel about it. Um, they do have yet to win, a, win an away game so far, but they've only lost one away game this season. Um, and think all it takes is for, just like we mentioned for the men's team, if there could be more of a, uh, a spread out set of goal scores, this team could easily be getting way more wins on their schedule. But again, cre credit to them to, for not losing these games. You know, I mean, there's still one game under 500. Um, and for a little bit, they were in a poor run of form. So yeah, and I have to agree with that. They're, they are getting more draws than I expect them to have, especially with the six overtimes. That That is a lot for a team to take on, especially three consecutive double overtimes. That's a lot. And I know that fatigue will set in in, 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 in a short amount of time, if it hasn't already. So hopefully they can uh, win in normal time instead of needing overtime to settle for a draw. And they could start doing that against uh, Middle Tennessee at home on October 1st at 7 p.m. So, so hopefully the women's soccer can get bounced back with a, with a win to get back on uh, 500 or uh, at 500 or over. And moving on from FU Sports, we have uh, week three of NFL football to talk about. So guys, what games have we watched that uh, caught our eye or any specific highlights from any game that made us like, wow. Yeah, th there were two games really that I was keeping a close eye on and that was the Chargers versus the Chiefs <laughs> and the Sunday night game, the Packers versus the 49ers. Um, the Chargers especially beating Kansas City. I don't think, like it, it wasn't, it's not a crazy feat, but it wasn't expected. I mean, it's the Chiefs, they're now one and two. And they're like, I believe they're last place in their division, but they'll be fine. At the end of the day, they'll still win like 13 games. So, but that was just good to see Herbert go out there, go up against Mahomes. Um, I think the fact that they're in the same division is pretty cool and they're going to be rivals for a long time. And I think Herbert is establishing himself as one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. I know um, 
I was surprised to see, well, somewhat surprised to see the Steelers drop another game to the Bengals. Steelers are, they're looking kind of rough. Um, yeah. And also Justin Tucker hitting a 66 yard field goal. Yeah. What If there was ever a team that would lose a game in that fashion, it would be Detroit. I mean, yeah. I mean that is, that is just so unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and I do have to mention my, uh, my Dolphins, you know, uh, what can I say? Came close, but at least the Jets got blown out. But what else? Shut out, shut out, actually. 26 0 to the Broncos. <laughs> to the Broncos. Jeez. Yeah. I, I did not watch in, uh, any games this past weekend, but I did see a specific highlight that made me, uh, like, I was like uh, amazed and uh, had a lot of fun with. And it was uh, Jamal Agnew's. Jamal Agnew from the Jacksonville Jaguars, his uh, kickoff returning touchdown by taking it all the way to the house. Like it was over a hundred yard touchdown. And the, the, the commentating from Gus Johnson on that broadcast, it was hilarious. That's the amount of fun that you want to have at a game and seeing someone from as like Jamal Agnew taking it all the way to the house with a kickoff return that, that is a sight to see and i had a lot of fun with that uh, even if it was just one highlight and the jacksonville jaguars lost 31 19 to the arizona cardinals it, it was still a good highlight for anyone regardless of whatever team you support that that is a good highlight to see <laughs> and that will be it for this episode of you press play sports uh, make sure to hit like and subscribe Click the bell to keep up with notifications. Also, be sure to go on upressonline.com to keep up with news, sports, and more content alike. To follow us on Twitter, it's at Rich26Pereira. For Eston, it's at Eston Parker. And for Kevin, at KevinGar658. Thanks for watching, and have a great day.